welcome to the Active Faith Podcast, where faith meets an active lifestyle. My name is Andrew Ware. I am your host, and I am the Runnin' Rev. This is not just any other podcast about an active lifestyle, but join us as we unpack the why behind our activity and how we connect it to our faith. I am having conversations and exploring the journeys of others as we help to build a theology of self-care, exploring how we care for ourselves by being an active person in whatever way feels best for us as we seek to live out our faith. This is episode 26, and today on the podcast, we have Katie Rogers Johnson. Katie is not only a veteran, not only a runner, not only a mom, but Katie is also a healthy lifestyle person, a person who is coming into the space and a store owner uh, and doing all of these amazing things, and yet still seeking, knowing, and trying to understand this space of self-care in our lives, not only learning in her own sense, but also seeking to pass that wisdom on to others. Because we see, uh, or you will see in this conversation, the way in which Katie's journey has enlightened for her this manner of self-care in her life, and then the way in which she tries to help others, specifically in this space of veteran women in what it means to take care of yourself, that self-care understanding. And so uh, let's dive into Katie's story and let's hear from her what her journey has looked like and what she seeks to help others know and understand about themselves. All right. So today we are joined today by Katie Johnson. What a what an awesome time this is to get together. Uh, Katie, how you doing today? I'm well. How are you? I am doing well. So why don't we get started and let's find out who you are. Uh, so Katie, who are you? Where are you from? And how are you active? So I am Katie Rogers Johnson. I am originally from Texas, but I now call Suffolk, Virginia my home after uh, living here for almost 10 years. Um, after being stationed here in 2012. So this is where I'm at now and forever as far as my family's concerned. But, uh, and then as far as <laughs> staying active, I um, absolutely love to run. I love um, lifting weights and just getting outside and moving my body is the best um, way that I, I stay active and intentional about it. And and not just the how, Katie, but also we love to hear what is the why? Why are you active? Yeah. So my why is very important to me, especially now as I have retired from the Navy the and lost both my parents from heart disease. Um, that is my strong why. I want to be proactive in that manner as um, my parents both died. Um, of heart attacks at young ages. And so my why is to continue to um, be able to be healthy so that my family is not, you know, living without me as, as we are um, now. It's, it's just so important to keep yourself healthy. And so that's my biggest why to uh, staying active. And there's a lot that goes into that self-care practice, it sounds like. And so let's, uh, let's flash back and, and maybe start at the beginning of that journey as as we look at it. So for those of you who may have kind of missed over that as she just lightly glossed over it, uh, Katie is a veteran in the Navy. 
Uh, so, yeah, I was trying to remember uh, my, my background information there. Katie, Katie is a veteran from the Navy. And so, uh, Katie, what, what pulled you into military service? What was the, the thing that brought you into that? Um, so I grew up in a really small town in Texas, um, about 5,000 people, one stoplight, turn red, yellow, and green, you know, one grocery store is where everybody has a job kind of thing. And my parents were um, pretty much entrepreneurs. Uh, to the age that I remember and um and then my dad got sick and it was just all that's all really all I saw so going to college knowing if we were going to have money for college things like that was just not something that looked like was going to be an option I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life um like going to school was okay but it wasn't like a grand idea and then I had an army recruiter come to our school and talk to us. And I was like, wow, maybe that might be a thing. And, and so we went to a college fair and I was like, nope, this is dumb. And so we went to the army recruiter, didn't work itself out. So the next day I went to my counselor at school and said, uh, what's the next branch of service that's coming to the school? And they said it was Navy. And there, there I was uh, joining the Navy. I wanted to get out of my hometown because there was nothing that was going to be there. My father had, um, I joined in November of 1997 um, officially. And then my father passed away in February of 98 before I ever even had a chance to leave. So it just kind of made another, uh, it was like fate. Like I, that's what I needed to go. You know, it was enough. My mom was still going to be there, stuff like that. But I just needed to go and I needed to find um, something better to do with my life. So I had no idea what I was getting myself into. I joined as an undesignated seaman, which means you're a janitor of a ship is pretty much what I joined to be. And even though I thought I was doing paperwork. So mm -hmm. there I was, uh, I joined officially joined in August of 1998. And, and I think one of the things that we can see within the military is definitely this, um, scheduled understanding of staying active um you know the nature of self-care often can probably be debated depending on where you are in the ranks uh but uh i was in junior rtc when i was in high school and i remember pt tests i remember uh just the uh dedication to making sure that you were physically active in that way and so as you're going through your military career what role does physical activity play? Is it something that you enjoyed doing? Is it something that you did because uh, it was the requirement for, for military service? What role did that play in your military journey? So early on, it was, it was I did it because I had to kind of, uh, you know, I was young and things like that. But in, uh, in 2012, I was selected for the rank of E7, which in the Navy is very prestigious. You make chief yep. and you get put through a, a thing and you do a lot mm -hmm. of running, a lot of exercising. <laughs> so at that point is when my love for running fell on, on me because I hated it before that. You know, it was just like, I just went to the gym and I, I did what I had to do because I had to get by. And I fell in love with running at that point. We all decided that we were going to do mar half marathons from there on. And, and so it kind of was a, a great turning point in my career where I, I really put myself um, first when it came to 
doing the exercise and enjoying it and falling in love with, I fell in love with the half marathon. I've done, I can't even know how many, but I, I just loved doing it. I loved helping people do it. I loved what it did for me as a person. It just made me feel so much better. So, but also in turn, helped me be able to maintain standards in the military because there are certain standards we have to make, not just with the activity, but also with our um, physical body mm-hmm. as well. So all of that, um, but it took me, it took me a while to get to that, <laughs> to get to that point where I really realized that. And, and it's kind of, and it's just stayed, it's just stayed since then. Yeah. I mean, I remember when, when I was in high school um, and I mean, JRTC is nothing compared to the actual, being an actual member of the Navy, but I just remember going through a lot of those PT tests. And I mean, I've been running since I was, you know, in elementary school since I was a kid and I just remember feeling just slow and so I mean I that's one of the things that committed myself to sort of that competitive nature of running uh was you know every year for ROTC and then it also in PE we had to do you know the mile the two mile get all these things done and and I definitely understand that my favorite distance also the half marathon it's the best distance that's that's my honest opinion um but but then we continue to follow this journey in in your life and and you retire from the navy uh you retire from the navy and i think probably like many veterans you kind of enter this period of life where you almost don't know what to do in terms of self-care um and i think a lot of times uh as i as i look at it and as i kind of observe veterans living in a very veteran rich place like hampton roads uh where we both reside right now uh, and also having a parent who is a veteran um there's oftentimes one of two directions there's the the folks who just go straight in and 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 hardcore everything physical and all that stuff and then you have the people where it kind of slumps out and for one reason or another, they, they start to pick up bad, healthy lifestyle, bad, healthy habits, all of these things. Um, and, and, uh, as we've kind of gone, had conversations, uh, you kind of fell in one category and then moved to another. Um, and I think as we look at one of the things that I want to highlight in this journey and that I'd love to hear you talk about. Uh, when we talk about self-care are these transitional phases in our life. That's why I wanted to, to start with talking about your service in the military, because there was a very rigid regimental uh, perspective, a physical activity that kept you healthy. Um, there oft- oftentimes, depending on where and how you serve, there are regimented meals in terms of making sure that you're taking in enough calories to be able to take care of yourself. But then you retired. And there was this transitional phase. And I think a lot of us will get stuck in these transitional phases, phases, whether we retire from military service or we move vocational places, uh, whether we just move in general. And so I want to focus on this transitional phase that you experienced and this love for not just continued love for running, um, but also your continued love or, or your love for this healthy lifestyle that you've developed. And so what was that transitional phase like for you? Um, and then maybe what, what kicked you into gear to rediscover uh, this love? Because I know it kind of fell off a little bit and then you brought it back in. So, so take us through that transitional phase, would you? Yeah, of course. Yes. And, and it's, it's so good. Um, 
that you um, want to highlight that because I really feel like there's so many veterans that just allow them to stay on the other side. Mm -hmm. Because we live for, especially if you're retired, I did 22 years. That's a long time of my life that I spent being told what to do. Yeah. And now I don't have to be told what to do. And now I have, you know, so it, you could, it's so easy to just fall into that category of, of just falling off. But again, back to my why, I was reminded of that often by not just my family, but other people around me, maybe the scale sometimes, you know, just all that stuff. And, and, and then there would be time, you know, cause I, so my mom passed away 2017 while I was still in the Navy, same thing. She seemed healthy. She was perfectly fine. Died the next day. Mm. So, so when I started feeling myself falling into that COVID happened, same time I retired. So it was easy just to sit at home and do nothing. Cause that's what everybody else was doing. And I was retired. I had a kid at home, you know, all the things, but my husband and I kind of looked at each other and was like, and he's retired Navy also. He retired 2015. We kind of looked at each other and like, do we want to be those retirees? Or do we want, because we, like, you know, we had the run group, you know, we always tried to keep a healthy, active lifestyle, but it was so easy to fall into something. And, and, we, and we knew from the perspective, especially of our kids, that we didn't want, we didn't want to be that. Mm -hmm. And we didn't want our sons to see us that way. And and he's a football player and he needs to see, you know, he needs to see us healthy and we need to go with him on this thing. So it kind of just fell into that. And then um, I started observing um, somebody with a store that's like the one we, I'm sure we'll talk about at some point, but, and started using um, stuff in our lives that was more healthy food wise, which in turn, and which in turn made me feel more healthy again and finally decide, you know what, I'm not going to be that retiree that's going to sit around and, and allow myself to be, uh, to get unhealthy after I kept myself healthy for so long. I also ran the, uh, Marine Corps marathon during all this time too. So there was no way that I was going to allow myself to get, to get unhealthy because that was part of this whole journey as well. It was virtual on top of that. So that was, you know, but all of those things have, um, or what pushed us, um, keeping our why in the forefront, remembering that I need to take care of myself to be able to take care of my family. And so that's kind of why I didn't allow. I also feel like I'm, I, I still have sailors that talk to me on a regular basis. I have people, you know, that just around me often. And I don't, and I, I'm very prideful of being a role model. And I, you cannot be that if you're not healthy, you're not portraying a healthy lifestyle, especially when that's what exactly what we've lived to do. Long answer. Sorry. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I feel like those transitional phases moving from one stage of life to another becomes the crux of our self-care practices, right? Because when, when we make those transitions, it can be very easy for our self-care practices to kind of slip and fall away. I mean, I remember when I moved to Suffolk in the midst of 2020, and it, you know, kind of was upon myself to figure out, not just in the midst of a pandemic, but also just in the midst of a move, okay, I need to find places to run, I need to find people to run with, you know, I reached out to you a couple of times, unfortunately, I've, I, I still have not been able to make it to that run group, um, but finding finding folks to run with, finding places to be active, 
when when we can when we can find ways to care for ourselves in those transitional moments, it makes it makes for better practices as we continue to move forward. Um, I often will tell folks at my church that repetition is um, is oftentimes the best form of presence. You know, I talk to them. They're like, well, we want to have kids at church. And they're like, and, and they're like, how do we do? It? I said, you just, you offer things for families and kids. Um, and they're like, what well, does that really work? And I said, you'll never know. You just keep offering things. And then people begin to understand and know, okay, cool. This is a church that likes to do things for kids. Same thing with our self-care routines. Repetition becomes the best form of presence that we can have. And especially when we think about those transitional phases, holding on to those routines, I think becomes a very important part of it. And then you also highlighted another really cool thing was the communal part of it. Uh, and especially the familial part, because I think that definitely that's one of those things, uh, whether it's in the loss of loved ones around us, or whether it's just in being accountable to other loved ones around us. So you talk about, you know, the loss of your mother in 2017. You, you talk about your son who is playing football and you want to be a good role model for him. You talk about you and your husband together wanting to be good role models for each other going along this journey. And for our listeners who are listening to this, again, it's another one of those reiterations of the community around us that helps to be able to put forward these, these healthy lifestyle, these healthy practices um, as we move forward. And so out of this, uh, both, uh, both within the military and, and then post-military kind of fosters this joy and desire that then becomes uh, what, what you talked about a moment ago is, is this store, but it's not just a store. Uh, as I look at it on Instagram, it is, it is just full on, you have committed yourself to this and you have put yourself into this. Uh, and so as we continue to talk about transitional phases, as we continue to talk about staying healthy, staying active, uh, why don't you talk us through this journey of, of one step forward? What is one step forward, not just the nutritional component, but just the, the lifestyle component? What is one step forward? So as you know, that's the name of the run group as well. And so I, I, that no lie came to me from God on a run in 2014. And it was just, the mission is one step forward every day, your future self will thank you. And that just goes right along with what you were just saying about self-care, right? Because every day when you put that step forward, when you find ways to help yourself, you're adding life to yourself. So because One Step Forward works so well in, in uh, fostering that wrong community that we have, um, you know, primarily on, on Facebook, but um, it just, God really said, you know what, that's where we need to put this name also onto the store. So the store is all about putting yourself forward on um, healthy living and active living like we just talked about so our store like you said our store is more than just serving checks and teas that's what it that's what we do inside of the store mm -hmm. however what we really want to bring to the community is a place where you can do that and so much more we can't because we provide we give workout classes we hold our 5k fridays there we provide information we give information for all of the um workout areas that are here in Suffolk, you know, all the information that can help people to take themselves forward in their life 
so that their future self can help them. And so that's that's really what one step forward, and that's how it came about. And I we as a family, it's not just me as a family have really um, t- taken that on in all aspects of our lives. What one step forward is is us through and through. It's not just the name on a store. It's not mm-hmm. just the name on our shirts. It's what we really live by each and every day um, uh, now. And, and that's kind of like how it kind of evolved um, that there's so much more that's, gonna, that's going to happen in that store. that <laughs> just hasn't even happened. And I mean, it highlights just the multifaceted nature of self-care. Um, right. And, and, and I mean, that's one of the big things that I'm learning as I go through this podcast is, you know, I started this podcast as like a, a running podcast that had a self-care component. And then it turned into like a self-care podcast that had a running component. Um, but as I continue to have these conversations, it, it really becomes, oh, no, we just need to highlight this just big nature of self-care. And then there's this intersection in which physical activity almost becomes part of that conversation but also it becomes like a good way to like describe this nature of self-care because it highlights the way in which we need to care for ourselves, right? When you go on that half marathon journey, there's points in times where you need to be going fast, where you need to be taking it easy, where you need to be just resting, uh, whether that is passive resting or active resting, um, you know, it, it, and it's, and it's those different things and it highlights just the, the big nature of this. And that's what I've appreciated about watching the one step forward journey kind of play out as I've been here in Suffolk the past couple of years is that you all take this idea of there's this huge nature in which we care for ourselves. And so what does that look like? And, and you're not trying to be masters at everything, but you're trying to meet people where their need is. And so you offer this opportunity for folks to come and run, walk, whatever is comfortable for them uh, and do that. And then you come together as a community and you practice that community together. You bring in this nutritional component, right? Of, okay, you know, we can't be who we are if, if we're not fueling ourselves, if we're not filling ourselves properly. And so you kind of bring this in. And then you bring in the active movement things. I think I've seen you guys have had, you know, some yoga going on. You guys have had uh, some cardio, different things going on. You fill that store up with folks. Um, and so you kind of pull from these different areas to hopefully offer to, folks out in the community opportunities for them to take on that practice of self-care and so for you if you're beginning to bring in this understanding what does that self-care look like for you like as Katie not just what does self-care mean like right we can answer that question all day but what does self-care look like to you Um, so in all of this that we've talked about, I've learned that self-care to me is also setting boundaries on myself with everything that I do. So sometimes I can't show up to everything nor do everything, but to have grace on myself that I have to take care of myself too, that I have to put down my phone at 9 p.m. no matter what how many times it buzzes or it rings or whatever it is because I have to take care of myself and and I I actively have to um be active and 
be intentional in those activities and check out whenever those things happen. And I've learned so much more about self-care since having the store um, by taking myself out of situations and, and putting myself, we'll call time out for a while. Um, so that again, I can take care of myself because you, I'm sure you understand this as a pastor, you can take care of people all day long. You may forget about you and that you, again, as a pastor cannot take care of your church if you don't take care of you. So sometimes you just, I have had to tell myself so much more now because I didn't do it for myself when I was in the Navy that I have to check myself out. I have to do those things because we make appointments with people all the time that are important in our lives, but then we don't hold the appointments that we make for ourselves as, as accountable to ourselves. So if I make an appointment to go to a workout, I'm going to go to the workout, no matter what, it, what that takes, because I need to do that for myself. And so that, that's kind of what my self-care looks like now. The boundary part is the biggest part of it. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I love that you said, you know, we offer ourselves grace because probably about at least half the time we mess it up. Um, you know, I mean, if I'm being generous to myself, I'd say half the time I mess it up. Um, and, and it, and I think boundaries becomes that such a, such, so crucial point of self-care because boundaries is what is going to give us that time and that space to be able to practice it. Um, and so, you know, it's saying to myself, as I set forth, like my schedule for the day, it's like, all right, you know, I've got a podcast recording at nine 30, um, and normally I'll text my coach because then that gives me the accountability. And I'll say, all right, I'm going to run after I record the podcast. And then I like set aside that time and say, all right, this is my run time. I'm focusing on the run. Uh, and then, you know, a lot of times stuff comes up uh, we, 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 when we're running, especially when we're running alone, you know, it's hard to control the mind. But uh, for me, it's a lot of processing and stuff like that. But even more so, it's like, you know, right now I'm in my church office. Uh, when I leave my church office this afternoon, I need to be good about turning that stuff off. Cause like the next thing that I do after leaving the church office is I go pick my son up from school and like, I need to be there for him, like in that car. And it takes me like five minutes to get home from his school. And yet if I'm, you know, caught up in other things, like I'm not asking him like, Hey, how was your day? Or like, what was something that you learned? Like, I love to ask those questions because one, like, and I think really most importantly, it lets him know that I care and that I'm there for him. Um, Cause like in the midst of leaving work and everything that could be there from work. And I mean, he's, he's six. Like, I don't know if he actually understands that, but I hope one day when he does understand it, he can look back and he can say, you know, dad was there picking me up from school. And it wasn't like he was on the phone with someone trying to solve the world's problems, um, which would be great if we could solve the world's problems. But he was there and he was asking like, how was your day? Like, and I'm sure your son is probably the same way. Um, I've noticed recently just all the stuff that you've been posting and putting up there about his football journey. You know, I think, I think about that. And I think maybe as he's reflecting on that, it's so cool. Like my mom, my dad, they're there. They're there supporting this journey and, you know, mom, mom's got this cool store, this cool lifestyle, everything like that. But that at points you can cordon that off and say, nope, 
right now we're at this football game and like it's all about how well he's going to play or we're working out together and I want to make sure that he's making those gains because he wants to try and do the best thing possible um and I think self-care self-care starts there right it starts with with those boundaries uh and it kind of leads into that question because I mean you wear all of these hats like you're a veteran, you're a mom, you're a wife, you're a, you're a store owner. Uh, you're a, you're a run club, run group leader. Uh, I mean, how do you make time for yourself? Well, yeah. And I I have to just be intentional about it and and go back to that. Not just giving myself grace if I mess it up, but also give myself grace for doing it. Mm -hmm. Because you, you feel bad if, if you didn't get back to that text message that somebody sent you and, you know, three hours ago. And then I remember tomorrow, oh, that person texted me. Let me get back to them. And understanding that it, it's going to be fine. The world's not going to fall apart. So that, that is all, all I've been able to do is just say, I, I can't do everything at one time. I have to give myself, um, the time for me because um when I retired from the Navy I felt like I was falling apart in all of it Mm -hmm. because I just all I knew was how to be in the Navy yeah didn't know anything else and so that's this transition coming out of the military is how I have learned to be okay with being present with for myself and not being and not making it be selfish right because so many people are like Oh, I'm just, that's just being selfish, but it's not like just as simple as this coming in here and having this conversation with you, I have to leave, you know, leave my store in there and, but it's going to be fine. Like yeah. because I need to do this because my story may be somebody else's, you know, playbook later and, and help them to walk through their, their self-help journey, understanding that it's okay to put yourself first at times. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, that's, yeah. And and that's what it boils down to sometimes when we talk about self care. Um, And I I often, not often, I I regularly think to myself, you know, if if I'm not caring for myself, then what does my care look like for other people? Like what? I mean, I can love other people. Like I can just pour out all the love in the world. I can do everything for them. I can sit here in my office or in someone's house or at the coffee shop or at the brewery or wherever I am. And I can have conversations and I can care for, and I can love other folks. Um, but if I'm not caring for myself, then, then what might, what might be falling by the wayside in those conversations as well? You know, um, it was, it was really cool because last week I went and was talking to some folks who are in the process of becoming pastors. And we were talking about this passage, and we were talking about the passage of the Good Samaritan. Um, and, and I think this is the first time I've ever talked about it on the podcast or brought this up is, is there's that really interesting portion of the parable of the Good Samaritan where the Samaritan leaves the guy at the end. And, and I think it's something that we often gloss over when we read that story because we think, oh, it's just the end of the journey for the Samaritan. Like, you know, but the Samaritan says that he's going to come back. Mm-hmm. And I often wonder, like, what would have happened if the Samaritan had just like stayed there? Mm-hmm. And it's like, 
would the man have done it? Would the would the man have done as well had the Samaritan just stayed there and then gotten like really tired, really worn out from just caring for this guy twenty four seven? Or was leaving part of the process as well that he needed to go? He needed some time away to to rest, to recover, to care for his family, to finish whatever he was doing when he was on the when he was on that road. You know, I don't know. And and so you know, if we're not caring for ourselves, what does you know, our care for others look like. Um, and, and, and to kind of, you know, bring, continue to bring this conversation around into that is, is you as well are, are, ha- are having these experiences with folks as well as you've had these opportunities to sort of pull back and care for yourself. And like you say on this, and like you just said, you know, what in this story can help to encourage others, which is why I'm loving highlighting just all of these different stories um, you know, I could have famous people on this podcast, um, but I'm just loving these uh, everyday stories of folks who are practicing self-care, who are, I mean, in their own rights, doing amazing things. I mean, you've opened a store. Like, I mean, I like following that journey was so cool because it was just like one day you like had pictures of this building and then the next day it was like keys and then like you you slowly started to put the bar in and then you bring and and i mean like katie just opening stores right here um in southwick virginia um and so as you've created that room to care for yourself and again you know we name right at the top sometimes it's better than others sometimes we have to be a little bit more intentional sometimes um you know uh, as we're recording this, the episode hasn't come out, but but in the previous episode, I talked with Kate Fletcher, who's a teacher, and she just talks about getting through those busy seasons, like getting through teaching in order to get to the summer. And like, sometimes we have to do that. Um, but how have you found like that blessing of helping others, right? Because you talk about having created that space to care for yourself and how that has now created an opportunity to help others. And so how have you found blessing in helping others? Yeah. So, I mean, I could go on all day just on this by itself yeah. because I, it happens every day. I mean, every day I get confirmation from God why I'm there, why I took that step and said, you know what, we're going to have a store and I'm going to go to the end and I'm going to open this store because it is more than just a store. Like we, when when the eight-year-old tells their mom they want to come to my store every single day because mm. her her shake makes her feel like she's in heaven. I mean, come, come on. Like, who cares that the guy just came in and told me that he didn't like it? I don't care. This eight-year-old kid just came <laughs> in and said, you know, and, and told her mom, I'm going to sit at the bar and watch my iPad and drink my shake because this is what makes me happy. Or the days that the people come in and they're like, you know what? I just had a really bad day. And this is where I wanted to come. Like, you you just can't artificially make something like that up. Like, when you're present in people's lives, those blessings happen all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, it, and, and, and it's so um, unintentional. It's just me being me. It's just us being us inside of the store. And, and so and another huge part of it too, is that I have purposely on the front of my store, a woman veteran owned business. Yeah. And I did that on purpose so that those, not just necessarily women veterans, but us as veterans can see 
we can do so much. So when a veteran walks in and yes, bonus, if it's a woman veteran comes in <laughs> and they're like, I came in because I saw that on your thing, on your store. Now I get to have a conversation with them about where they are in their journey in yeah. their life, whether they're still active duty or they're not. And big picture, um, secrets out now, I guess on here, but that space is meant for women veterans in the end. Mm-hmm. Like, I know one of the questions later is big goals in my life. That's it. Like, I want women veterans to know that we can um, be so much more outside of the military. We are more than our rank. And so when I get to have those experiences inside of my store of meeting a woman veteran, or what, like one lady, came, a girl came into my store because she wants to open her own business, hmm. has a food truck. And she, she saw that sign on my store. And just took the risk and came in and said, hey, do you mind sitting and talking to me about this? And it, and of course, I mean, she took the risk. I could have been like a completely not nice person and been like, no, kick rocks, you know? <laughs> you could be competition. But that's that's not it. I would have never put that on my store if that's, you know, the kind of person I was. Yeah. But that is a blessing. That is that, I mean, that, that fills my cup up when... As simple as if somebody finished, we'd have loyalty cards. This lady finished her loyalty card and almost did a cartwheel because she knew she her next drink was free. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you know, if that's yeah. what we have to do, I I don't I don't even care. I you know it's it, I tell people all the time we don't do this because we need the money or want the money. We do this so that we always wanted to create a safe space for people to come. We yeah. play worship music 90% of the time inside of the store mm-hmm. because God needs to be present in there because the devil tries to come every day. Mm. So. And it's, I, I mean, it, it, and from hearing your story and from seeing and hearing the blessings and stuff that happens in that space, it it kind of goes to show that it's those boundaries and those areas of self-care that helped to create that environment, right? It's everything that has gone into your story, both the good and the bad practices of self-care. I mean, at least at least from my perception of it. And, and I mean, I'll say that from my perception of it, that's what it seems like. And that's what I hope that folks understand about their journeys and their stories is that the, is that the way that our journey and that our stories unfold and the way that we care for ourselves in the midst of that is gonna be what helps to, follow through on those blessings in our own lives, the blessings in which we can help others grow in their stories as well. Because you see this thing that as a woman, as a veteran, as someone who is active in the community, each and every one of those things impacting it. And you found ways to, to one, help that not, not small niche, but, but like that, that group and that area of women, veterans, women, active duty. Um, but also in a way that, you haven't like limited yourself to that either. You know, you talk about the eight-year-old, you talk about all the other folks who are coming in the store who are benefiting from this blessing as well. And it begins to play a role. And so, you know, that, and that's why I wanted to start like all the way back in the Navy, because that's, that's what helped to kind of build that narrative up of, we hopefully listeners, as you've heard this story, you've heard that progression of the way that Katie learned how to care for herself in the Navy, the way that Katie learned how to care for herself in her transition, the way that Katie has continued to learn to care about herself 
as being a, a small business owner, uh, ha- ha- all of these have played roles. And so just like we talked about in our episode with Lindsay, where we talk about, you know, we are not our titles, but our titles begin to play into how we are identified. And it's the way that we've created space within those identities. Um, you know, we're weaving all of these narratives together. Um, and I just think it's so cool to follow that journey along in how we play and how that plays out in, in Katie's journey and in our journeys as well. Um, and so where are we now, right? Where, where are we now? Uh, I, I, I loved uh, before we hopped on this or before we started recording and we were on this phone call and Katie, I hope you don't mind uh, me highlighting this. Uh, but Katie was talking about, you know, uh, coming out of the store and like saying, all right, folks, you need to have like your orders in. Um, and she had one that just like came in right, right as she was hopping on. Um, and, you know, you, you, you juggled the struggles of everyday life. Um, you know, what, what is it like in that space, in this space, um, to continue to practice that? To continue to, to, to do those things, whether they're hard, whether, you know, they seem easy. How do you continue to put self-care and, and continue to, to, to allow that? And I say allow intentionally, allow that to be an intentional part of your experience. Well, because I wouldn't be able to do or receive all of those blessings if I don't yeah. do it. Like it's, it's an, it's an, it's an all stop if I don't take care of myself. So no matter what I, I know, I, I have to do it. I have to do it so that I can be present in my store so that I can be present at home so that I can be present with, um, it's, it's non-negotiable mm-hmm. nowadays. Um, again, back to my why, right? Yeah. Back to my why. And I we've mean, come full circle. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. So yeah, it's, it's just, it's, it's even, even with the many hats that, um, I, cause I've got, I don't know how to not hat be busy, but I've also learned that I have to, I also have to set limits and yeah. that's how, that's how I take care of myself, um, now because I did it for so long. And, and it reminds us also just that self-care happens anywhere and everywhere if we allow it to take place. Um, you know, I mean, I, I often say that that self-care can happen while I am working at church. Now, I mean, that doesn't mean that that's the only place that I practice self-care because if I always did that, again, like it might not be the healthiest thing. Um, and so it's, it's pulling in everything from life. So let's 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 go into these end of podcast questions. I always like to say sometimes a lot of this stuff kind of comes out in the conversation, but I like to be intentional about having it named because I think some of these really begin to come out. And so uh, what Katie, what is something that has made you feel accomplished? Um, I am the biggest thing I would say is, I mean, I, there's so many things, but um, make I, I would say fin- finishing um, my career in the Navy, like staying, mm. staying in it, because 
it wasn't always hard. I mean, easy ever, you know? So that, I mean, obviously, you know, mom, I feel there's all of those things, right. That like, we just talked about titles and all the things that, that we've done, but I, I, I finished that. I did that. No one else in my family had done it. Like I, you know, it definitely, and, and it set a super foundation of who I am um, today. Whereas if I didn't do it, I don't, I'm not, I'm not so sure. <laughs> yeah. What is an upcoming goal that you have? So I'm so glad you asked that. That's <laughs> it. That, so in the midst of all of this opening in a store and everything else, I completed my master's in uh, nonprofit management um, from Regent. I graduated last year. Um, through that process, I wrote a business plan to create a woman veteran nonprofit that is called Finding You, that is allowing women veterans to have voices after the military to allow themselves to realize, like I said earlier, we are more than our titles. We are, I am Katie. I mm -hmm. am not Rogers anymore. And we have so much to offer the community. And, and yet there's millions of nonprofits out here millions of things that are out here to help but to find something that's intentionally especially here in Hampton Roads with how many military we have around here that is intentional of helping those women veterans navigate that after not just finding jobs things like this but this piece that you just talked about was self-care because mm -hmm. we have to take care of ourselves and we have to learn how to just live that no one's calling me from work today I'm just gonna walk out you know like I don't know how many times I walk to the door to just go to the gym again. Nobody needs me to put my uniform on, you know, yeah. but to, to remember and process that even hearing you call me Katie today is still a little strange. <laughs> I wasn't called that for so long. Granted, it's been two years now, but it's still a little weird hearing being called by my first name, <laughs> allowing us to have and having conversations like community, just we talked about, like coming together as women to help each other. So. Long-term, that will happen in the midst of all of this. I started a support group of us. We meet on Zoom once a week. We have talked in links about so many different mm -hmm. self-care things. We've gone through like Christian Kane, Kristen Kane's um, different um, works. We've just speaked about our stories. And then we found other people that had the same stories. And we are officially going to have our first meet and mingle for women veterans on in June at my store. Because why not? I have a space. Yeah. And if that's what we can do there, then that's it. So my big goal is that, yes, I have all this dream to have the nonprofit, but I know what comes with that also, as far as like boards and things, because I've done all that before. But even if it never flourishes to that, if women veterans have a safe space to come and meet each other and meet themselves in places that, then that's, my goal has come to fruition because I don't want somebody to walk out of the military the way I felt. Yeah. What a, what a great goal. I mean, I mean, that is, that, that is a, and, and I, I mean, I love that it's just, it's so big. Um, sometimes we often need those big goals, even just to drive the small steps forward. I love that, you know, you started out with that like big goal of like this women veterans nonprofit. And then you came in and you were like, but we already have this like small group of women and it's like big goal but you're also taking the smaller steps. Uh, even when you look at the big picture, you're like, I don't know how long it's going to take me to achieve that goal, but I'm going to take the small steps to get there. Um, 
And I think that is amazing. Uh, so aside from God, who do you go to when life gets tough? Uh, my husband. <laughs> That's a... He's the only one. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, we've covered a few of these, uh, but other than physical activity, what are some other ways that you practice self-care? Um, so I am very intentional about my drive. My drive to work is like 10 minutes because I mm -hmm. like right up the road, but I always listen to something positive. Mm. Um, be it worship music as loud as I can, be it like uh, a book um, on um, Audible. Um, recently was listening to your podcast, like all the things that, that can put me in a good mindset because it doesn't all, like I said, the Holy Spirit is inside my store, but the devil tries to come every day and I, I need to be in that space. Um, so it's that, um, that's very intentional with me. Um, and, and just, ju just allowing myself quiet time mm -hmm. to just sit. And I like my, uh, my friend that did the yoga, she's really teaching me about meditation and, and, and the, and that it's like prayer, right? It's like prayer, but it can be a little different, but it's okay that it might be different. I had to tell myself that it's yeah. okay. <laughs> so that, that, yeah. that's a big and I think we continue to see that again, like it's not just about running. It's not just about going to the gym. Um, sometimes it's about stopping. Sometimes it's about being uh, silent, as uncomfortable as it may be for some of us extroverts. Uh, <laughs> sometimes it means being alone, again, as uncomfortable. Uh, for introverts, sometimes it means being around people. Uh, I'm just going to, I don't know why. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and so as we care for ourselves, what what a great opportunity we have to really just connect and and to to really come within ourselves in that way. And so, Katie, I want to thank you so much for joining us uh, on this episode. Uh, what a great story! What a great opportunity we have had to connect with you. Thank you. I appreciate it. It means a lot. This is just why I love doing this podcast. I get to talk to amazing people like Katie who are doing awesome and amazing things. And one of the things that comes out, that stands out to me in this conversation, I want to wrap these episodes with, with my idea of what I take from these conversations as I uh, host them, as I reflect on them, as I'm editing them. But one of the things that I take from this conversation is just the way in which Katie's life, Katie's journey, was changed and transformed when she cared for herself. It was in that moment, right, that transitional moment from the Navy to uh, just a regular citizen to a veteran, and she really noticed the way in which self-care became a primary motivator for her just to not slip and fall into the, the dark stories that we hear of veterans sometimes. And it became an outlet for her to care for herself. And then it has turned into this manner of caring for others, right? And we so much love to hear those stories of what that, that balance may look like for us. And so we hear in Katie's journey that she has turned her own manner of self-care into a passion to care for others. And it reminds us that especially 
especially in those transitional moments in life when we're going from one thing to another and our identity becomes so wrapped up in what we have to do in that first thing, right? We have students right now who are getting ready to graduate from high school, go on to new challenges in life, and your manner of self-care must transition into those times lest you don't find adequate ways to care for yourself in that way and in that nature. And so, like, if I could encourage something from this episode, find ways to care in those transitions and then allow those things to fuel your passions. What a great story we were able to hear. And I want to thank you so much for joining in this conversation. You will uh, see information to reach out to Katie in the show notes, her one step forward, uh, her nutrition accounts, all of those things are there so that if you have questions about any of this stuff, if you'd like to talk to her about her, her journey, she is there. Don't forget to check out those show notes, right? Because there's also ways in which you can reach out to this podcast, reach out to me. Um, I am always a safe space to have conversations to help you know, grow and understand in your nature of self-care as well. Also the active faith community on Facebook. That is a Facebook group. Join that group. Come over and join us for support, for encouragement. Be a part of that conversation. There are folks in that group who will lift up support and encourage you as well. And don't forget that you make sure that you follow and subscribe to this podcast on your favorite listening platform to make sure that it is there. These episodes come right in as you uh, are just going about your life, right? They're automatically going to load there if you follow and subscribe. I would love a rating and review. We don't have any reviews this week, uh, but if you rate and review, I will read your review next week in the outro of our podcast. And, and another way that uh, this entire podcast is listener supported, it is supported by you, the listeners, your ratings and reviews, they go to help others find the podcast, sharing the podcast, letting others know how much you enjoy it, another way for you to support. And if you would uh, be willing to support me monetarily, go over to my Patreon page, patreon.com slash running without a G, running rev. And if you would please help and support this podcast, this ministry, this entire effort. And don't forget to share. Share it. And if you share it and if you tag the podcast, then I will give you a shout out. I love to see folks who are helping others find the podcast as well. And now may God bless each of us. And may we find ways to stay active in and for God's kingdom. Amen. Amen.